Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Filmy Fate's Spider-Man Review Review, where this week, this week is exciting because, well, all weeks are exciting, but this weekend we are talking about the Amazing Spider-Man series. We're doing Amazing Spider-Man Review Review. I'll get into what the show is about, but first I have to introduce my amazing co-host. <laughs> see what I did there? Okay. Ah, uh, of course, starting with... Uh, the guy who's been ghosting me for the last couple of months, the gyrate bully manatee himself, Sean Restivo. Sean, how's it going, buddy? Also, also with Jacob and Dominic, I think. Hi! And hey, my brother. hey, there he is. Hey, buddy. I don't know who you are, but okay. That's my brother. I know Dominic. who he is, but like we haven't talked. But anyways, how's it going, buddy? How you doing? Um, yeah, so... I think it was less that I was ghosting you more that I was literally spending eight hours a day editing. No, um, I'm by the way, that's a joke. When I say he was ghosting me, that was a joke, by the way. So don't take me seriously. I would go see movies and I would tell the Fate about them every time and how great or how bad they were. Right. And yeah. then Fate would be like, I like that movie. And I'd be like, it was bad. <laughs> wow. That seems to be the case a lot of times. So... I mean, okay. Anyways, moving on to our final yet most important person on the person on the show because he was actually here last weekend. I'm just kidding. Of Sorry, course, of course, of course, of course, the editor, the video editor here at Filming for Tape Productions. It's not an actual production house, but he edits my videos. Of course, I'm talking about Russell the Muscle Purcell. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? Oh, there he is. Oh, oh whoa. Oh, oh, I'm webbed up. Oh, gosh. I can't do the show now. For round two. Round two. How are, you, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this? I watched both movies last night. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh last night. Okay. In a row. <laughs> oh, boy. This will be fun. But anyways... Okay, let's, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna switch to the beautiful main cam that I spent so much work on, so there you have it. Yeah, looking great. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, people, of course, this is Filming for Today's Spider-Man Review Review, uh, a Filming for Today, or for Today's Filming Friday show where, uh, I get together with my friendos to, uh, to review our re reviewings of, uh, movies or movie series that we watch, and in this case, it's, uh, Spider-Man movies. Uh, of course, uh, like I said, this is Filming Fate's Spider-Man Review Review. Last week, we did the Sam Raimi Spider-Man Trilogy, uh, Review Review. This week, we're doing the, the, uh, we're doing the Tasmore Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Duology Review Review, and then next week, we're here, boys! Next week, we're doing the, uh, John Watts Spider-Man Trilogy review review and uh, I know what some people are thinking, but Fate, You're only watching no way home once. How are you gonna do a reviewing of that? Well Shut up. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. You know, he, he took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, so yeah, so definitely stay tuned for that next Sunday, the 19th. We're going to be back here talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man No Way Home. But anyways, I digress. Boys. To be honest, I probably won't be able to see No Way Home by next week. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see if I just pick up a, 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 a movie next Thursday. After I'm done with everything. 
So, uh, yeah, I guess it's just going to be you and me, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, though. I wonder if I watch it. Yeah, yeah. If Jacob watches it, I would love to have him on the show. I, I think that would be better. I think that would be good. Yeah, since I'm nicer than Sean. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go, yeah. Because I worked way too hard on this, man. I couldn't get a ticket. I'm sorry. You couldn't get a ticket. Okay. All right, bud. Sure. All right. Yeah. I got it sold out till next Thursday. Oh, this Thursday? No, next Thursday. Oh, yeah. Next Thursday. Do you know how much I've sacrificed? Anyways, um... That's a that's a good old Sam Raimi Spider-Man one reference for you all. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Russell and I are actually gonna go see uh, No Way Home on Friday. All thanks to me. So I am not going to shy away from bragging because I actually used my filming fate powers to grab us three tickets. So there we go. For you, Russell, and who? Uh, for uh, for his girlfriend. Oh, okay. That's nice. What can I say? I'm a nice guy, Sean. I love the Transformers movie. I love Speed Racer. Oh! I love Speed Racer, too. Okay. Oh, so, but you didn't have my back last time. You were like, ah, you know what? Actually, uh... I I say I loved it. I don't think it's good. Okay, that's fair. All right. Yeah, that's fair. All right. You loved it, but you don't think it was good. Yeah, you can like something and not think it's good. It was like, I love... Yeah, I like McDonald's, yeah. but I don't think it's good. Anyways, let's, ladies and gentlemen, people, let's not waste any more time. Of course, before we get into this, uh, I want to let you all know that for this episode, because this episode is going to be split, but for the stream, it's going to be continuous. We're going to do both uh, movies in this one stream. However, for all of you sitting at home, watching this later on YouTube.com slash Filmy or on your favorite podcast platform, uh, this is, this, uh, episode is going to be focused on, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 from 2012, and the next episode will be the Amazing Spider-Man 2 from 2014, and of course, for the stream, for anyone who's watching this live, we will be having a break in between, so don't worry, uh, about, you know, sitting here for four hours straight, even though, you know, you're able to survive the Snyder Cut, but whatever. Anyways, um, once again... Uh, I have to let you all know that there are massive spoilers for any Spider-Man film. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it just for the sake of my own sanity. There, they were, there will be, this, these episodes will be containing major spoilers for any Spider-Man film that's out there. So please be weary of that. So yeah, either if you don't care, if you've seen them all, I hope you all enjoy this episode. Anyways, let's get right into it. I am, I am struggling to f- stay in frame. Okay, here we go. I've got my notes here and everything. Let's get started. Um, I I was wondering if you guys wanted to give your, like, overall impressions first, or do you want to do it after my notes? Uh, do your notes first. That's, that's my thing. Okay, Russell? I agree. Okay, all right. That's fair. Um, also, while I'm doing this, let's see, can I... Can I change this? Hang on. We're, we're, we're just just to stay in the uh, in the festive spirit here. I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, yeah, there we go. I am also behind a fireplace. Sean, get your fireplace background on. I don't know how to do that. Oh god, uh, damn. No. <laughs> I know. I know how to do it. Wait, I might. I might be able to. Yeah, right click on your video. I found it. You found oh it. wait, what? Why didn't you do it? 
Ooh, change background. Hey, okay. there we go. Look at that. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. The holiday season. Oh boy. Hey, I have like a perfect green screen type thing because my thing is just white. Actually, it's green. Literally. You're in the matrix. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so I got green screen. Do we leave or like? Wait, good. Shut up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Enough of that. Enough of that. Let's get right to it. The Amazing Spider-Man One from 2012. Let's get started. Oh, he's showing a he's showing a gobby. He's showing off. Such a show off. Anyways, so uh, f f the funny thing is, I have more notes for the, both of these movies than I have for the Sam Raimi films. So this will be interesting. So this is after my personal reviewing of the film. Uh, the performances, the cinematography, the CG, and the music just made me tear up. Uh, there were some things that did stand out to me now that I will note in my second reviewing today, but I love all the Spider-Man movies. Each iteration does something different, and that's something I respect, unless if it's something really bad, but I'll get to that later on. Anyways. Okay. So here we go. So the credits roll up and the spiders crawling around are triggering my arachnophobia, but this James Horner score is making this watchable for me. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So we see a young Peter Parker playing hide and seek when he finds his father's uh, Richard Parker's office. Uh, the window has been smashed and files are all over the place. Peter calls for his dad. He rushes in, moving Peter out of the way. And opening a secret compartment in his drawer, uh, revealing a file. Mary Parker, Peter's mom, comes in, picks up Peter, and walks out as Richard rushes to the chalkboard and erases most of what's written there. Probably should erase the whole thing, but whatever. Okay, so first of all, I love secret compartments. Second of all, I actually like the storyline. Uh, showing Peter's parents... Uh, now, I'm, I'm not aware of any comic material, but... Having a focus on his parents in this reboot is interesting to me, at the very least. I'm pretty sure I remember what happens in the sequel that just makes this storyline possibly horrible. But I'll get to that uh, when we discuss Chasm 2. Uh, okay. Uh, anything, to, anything to say about that, guys? Yeah, so that, that is actually something I do like. I do like that we see Peter's parents in this one, because... I'm gonna just put it out there like immediately. I actually like these movies more than the Sam Raimi trilogy, to be fair. <laughs> um, Russell does. Russell's got an opinion. I like how they're more grounded in uh, sort of not like not maybe not reality because I mean it's Spider Man, but right, right, right. like I like the less cartoony elements of this uh, of these movies more than the Sam Raimi trilogy. And I mean I know that's a lot less iconic. Why are you texting me? Stop. Okay, sorry. Turn off. There we go. Um, but yeah, I like the more sort of like what's I I can't really I, I can't find any other word but realistic. More like dramatic elements of these movies rather than more modern. More modern. Yeah, more modern. That's a good, that's a good word. Yeah, I would call it more edgy. <laughs> yeah, more edgy. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the I like the parents showing at the beginning. I remember watching this in <laughs> when I first saw it in 2012 and being like, oh, we're going to go through the whole freaking like uncle dying thing again. But I, I guess you have to do that if you're going to retell the whole story. So, yep, that, that's me. 
All righty. Uh, Russell, you have anything to say, say? Do you want me to move on? I, I guess I'm going to be the detractor this time because I think the parent storyline is one of the worst things about these movies. Oh, boy. Okay. I meant it in, like, the way... Like, yes, I think Tasm 2 ruins it, but I think I do like the sort of... Um, I like I like it in the first one, not the second okay. one. In the first one, it's not so bad. It's just, it kind of feels, like, unnecessary, and then it just gets completely ruined in the second one because... I mean, I guess I won't get too much into the second one until we get there, but I just feel like this whole storyline, not only, like, it does, it's worse than not adding anything. I feel like it actively hurts the character of Spider-Man in these movies. I'll get into that when we talk about the second one. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, okay, so Richard and Mary take Peter to Uncle Ben and Aunt May's house. Now, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but I really like the casting of Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben and Sally Fields as Aunt May. I even brought this up on the Tate's Filming Fridays when I was talking about The Departed. There's just something about Martin Sheen that I like, and I can't, but I can't seem to figure out what it is. It's a very friendly face. Yeah, have you seen Apocalypse Now yet? <laughs> That might change your uh, your view on Martin Sheen. Not in like a bad way, okay. but in that one, he's not a super friendly face. Oh, I see. But but you're saying that like I'll have more respect for him or something. I think you would definitely like have like you'd see him a different side of him as an actor. Oh, I see. Okay, like he yeah, can do more. Now. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh but yeah, no, I'll listen. I, I have like what 32 33 movies or items on the binge report so like I felt like I need I just need to stop like this is gonna go on for way too long for that episode so I basically stopped other than uh Spider-Man No Way Home which I'm not gonna do on the uh Potatoes Filming Fridays because I'm doing this on here and uh I'm also gonna be watching Matrix for Res- Resurrections and uh the king's man so those are two those are the two last things that I'm gonna watch and then that's it so we have different priorities in movies, man. <laughs> I'm trying to see, like, Licorice Pizza and The Black Phone and, uh... <laughs> yeah. What, Sean? You're not going to see Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Isn't that... Wait. I do want to see The Matrix, though. Like, even if I'm, like, not a big Matrix fan, I do want to see The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Anyways... Oh, sorry. This is about Spider-Man. Anyways. Ah, okay. So now Richard tells Peter that uh, he has to stay with his aunt and uncle, quote, for a while. Uh, Peter says he wants to go with them, and Richard just says no and kisses him on the head. I have this tingle that... What the fuck did I write? I have this tingle that Richard just straight up was saying no was not a good line of dialogue, but maybe it's just because they were in a hurry? I don't fucking um i think it, uh it was probably the dialogue being bad oh, okay all right because i saw I, I think i saw like was there a deleted thing i can't remember i'll go get into that later okay can you say that note again <laughs> <laughs> all right now richard tells peter that he has to stay with his aunt and uncle quote for a while peter says he wants to go with them uh, but Richard just says no and kisses him on the head. I have this tingle that Richard just straight up saying no was not a good line of dialogue, or maybe it's just because they were in a hurry. Honestly, I don't think... Okay, so I, I'm, I'm a big dialogue snob. Like, 
like dialogue that doesn't need to be there is the most like I don't know. It's like my biggest pet peeve when it comes to filmmaking. Like and I'm, when I'm just watching yeah. it, and it's just like we're gonna say this just because we can. And I'm like, no, just if you just didn't have any dialogue there, and it was just faces or like emotions, it would have been a lot better. But yes, so I don't, I don't like the dialogue stuff there. Gotcha. Okay. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who thinks that. Anyways, okay. Uh, this is obviously a simple thing that shouldn't be, shouldn't even be noted, but the dissolve from young Peter in the window to teenage Peter is really good. And I already pointed this out in my personal review review, uh, but the cinematography is really good for a Spider-Man film in this one. And also the next one. Yeah, I think it's just because it's more, it, 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 I, I feel like they went less, well, obviously they went less cartoony, more like dramatic more modern with all the with all the uh compositions so that i think that's why it comes out looking a lot more impressive yeah i completely forgot how like how moody all the lighting is in this movie and like most of the action scenes take place at night it's always running around at night in front of the moon and stuff and like it's kind of cool but um I wasn't sure. I guess I just I relate Spider-Man to being active in the day for the most part. So I, I right, thought it yeah. was interesting. Yeah, no, I agree with different. you. I when I think of Spider-Man, I think of him swinging in the in the day. That's also something with me when I'm playing the game, and so uh, I do agree. Also, it's funny. It's funny. This is such a f stupid note, but like it's it's hilarious how the lighting also of the uh, the Columbia Pictures. Um, opening in the in the beginning is just so dark it's like god this is a dark movie uh but anyways uh so dark and lighting not in theme <laughs> uh maybe also in yeah definitely in theme too in some ways <laughs> yeah uh okay so peter gets hit by a basketball by good old flash top thompson and some people say peter doesn't get bullied in this movie if I'm going to just go, like, story structure filmmaking-wise with Flash Thompson, I think this is the, like, this is the worst Flash Thompson. Like, I don't know. He doesn't really do anything. Like, I remember the Flash Thompson from the Raimi films. I, of course, remember the Flash Thompson from the Watts films, but that's because they just kind of made him a dweeb, which is <laughs> great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, this is this Flash Thompson is not... I, I will admit he's not really that around. I, I mean, I don't think he's really. Oh well, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, because the, the the thing about these films is that, um, unlike the Sam Raimi films, and I'm not sure about the Watts films. I'll I'll get to that when we get to the Watts films, but. Uh, in, in this series, and I and spoilers, like, I mean, I already said the spoilers for these films, but later on in the film, Flash and, and Peter do have a, uh, you know, empathetic moment, and they become friends. Not the best of friends, but certainly friends. And in a deleted scenes from Tasm 2, they're, you know, you know, they're like, almost, I don't want to say best buds, but like, they are buds. So, I think that's a thing with these films. Also, I have a feeling that Sean just froze, so... Oh, boy, yeah. Anyways. Oh, boy. He's oh, he's back. Okay. <clears throat> so, 
I I don't mind Flash in these movies. He it might have been interesting in a potential third or fourth for like maybe him to have gotten the Venom symbiote. That actually would have been a good path for them to go with it, honestly. Like I'm not I'm not like super comic uh knowledgeable, but I don't know if that actually happens, but that could have been cool. Yeah, in the comics, Flash Thompson becomes a character called Agent Venom. Okay. He gets the Venom symbiote, and then he, I think he's normal Venom for a while, but then he, like, he becomes, he, like, gets really bonded with it, and he gets full control over it, and he becomes, like, a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent or something, or, like, an agent for the game. Oh, okay. Hmm. Kind of a cool character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially, to finish all my Flash thoughts, the only really thing I remember him from, or like, in general, like, I think that he's memorable for, is the whole basketball scene when uh, Peter gets his powers and then just kind of schools him in basketball. And, and it's Peter like, literally dumps well, on him. Of yeah, course, that's, that's your like, most memorable. You love basketball. Grim. Okay, Sean, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, being bullied. <laughs> Like, they made him a skater boy in this movie. I don't... Okay, I, I'm I'm also I gonna... Feel like, let me just say, I feel like that's an effect of Sony just trying to appeal to millennials. Actually, you it know what? For sure. Here, but I like that more than Peter being just a complete, like, I don't know, just being, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, and then that's the thing. Like, I, I reflect more field than Tobey Maguire. I don't really like Tobin being like pathetic at the beginning. Um, but yeah, that's just me. <laughs> um, I will let you know. And once again, I was talking about this, how I'm not going to hold back anything where I'm not going to change my perspective or my opinions. Uh, I do have to say though, I I'm okay with it. I'm like, I get it. But at the same time, it's because the thing is that you need to understand that they also make these movies for people who aren't Spider-Man fans. This is also for the general audience. So it's like general audience might not care about this too much. Another thing that you should know, uh, I believe if I'm not wrong, Andrew Garfield was actually the one who pitched the idea of Peter having a skateboard. So there you go. All right, cool. (laughs) I mean, just personally for me, I think it's not that big of a deal that he's not a dweeb, not like, like somebody who's like uh like i think i think i saw something about this where it's just like he's he's like there's there's honestly nothing wrong with him as in like there's like no reason for him to be a a social outcast which i don't have that big of a problem with that but i i can understand why people are like why 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 is he even like why is he bullied why is like he has nothing like to be bullied for and essentially for it seems like his biggest thing is just he's incredibly socially awkward. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I, I maybe that's what I identify with. But that's yeah. the thing is that like in the Sam Raimi films, he is hated by everyone. But in yeah. these films, like it's well, I mean, I mean, if you look back to like the very first bus scene from uh, uh, Spider-Man One, you can clearly see that literally everyone hates him. Yeah, for that some... is something that I 
that gets tiresome in the Sam Raimi movies, just him constantly getting shit on by everybody in his life. And in this, it is, it's nice that he's not just absolutely shit on by everybody, but at the same time, my, my only problem with, with his characterization as Peter before he gets powers in this movie is that the change between normal him and him after he has his powers is very slight to me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, that's that the only cool. thing. Like, I feel like it should have been more of a change. And I think that the Sam Raimi movies do do that well. Just you, you, because... wanted, you, wanted a, you wanted a sequence where they show a skull still. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, like, it's the Sam Raimi movies are so over the top in every way. So, like, the yeah. change is much more prevalent. But in this, I feel like it's too slight. So maybe there could have been a balance between the two. But... I will say, though, I do like... Like the whole process where he's like going through like what works and what doesn't work with his costume and kind of figuring out what uh what what works best with his um powers, I guess. And then um also the I I, I honestly I think it was cooler that he made his web slingers rather than them just coming out of his arms. Oh yeah, I, again, I, I will say that is a yeah. personal thing. It's much cooler and less disturbing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Literally. Once again. I, I'm, I'm also, once again, I'm also going to go off the top and I'm going to just say this right now. I, I, I do personally, although once again, a billion times I've said that I love all these movies. It really doesn't matter to me. I don't really have, I'm not going to say like, oh, Sam Raimi is bad or John Watts is bad or Mark Webb is bad. None of them are bad because they're each doing something different. So I respect that. However, I do have to say though, it's because of this that like I, I fell in love with the amazing spider-man because of the fact that like oh wait so he does actually have web shooters because when i when i saw the sam raimi films i was like maybe what six seven years old i think i i can't remember but like i was really young and i was like this this was my first exposure to spider-man and i honestly now as a spider-man fan i feel like i was a bit let down now that like it made sense in the movies but like as a spider-man fan it was like oh i don't know but yeah anyways let's move on shall we uh, I got a, I got a lot of notes, guys. Uh, um. Anyways, uh. So now we see Peter walking in the hallway with a skateboarder. A group of people who complain that this. Okay, so I'm gonna get into this. A group of people complain that this is what makes Peter in these movies quote cool or and quote not nerdy. Well, here's my take. I think they wanted this iteration of Spider-Man to be more modern, realistic, and grounded. And seeing Peter Parker with a skateboard didn't change the way I uh, I feel about Spider-Man or uh, Peter Parker. Uh, the thing is that each iteration of Spider-Man has their own twist to them and that makes them unique. I'm pretty sure they weren't going for they weren't going to make another corny Spider-Man film, and that's fine with me. Uh, I feel like people were just too used to Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think we kind of covered the whole modern scare boy look thing yeah. a few uh sentences ago so yeah um <laughs> um well i mean it does it really feels like these movies from conception were made to like address complaints about the sam raimi movies yeah it's like polar sure. opposite in terms mm -hmm. of style Maybe why maybe that's why i like them a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah Anyway, let's keep going, folks. Uh, 
minor minor note, uh, Andrew, Gar- Andrew, Andrew Garfield's performance of making Peter awkward is really good. Um, don't need to really... Yeah, Andrew Garfield's just a great actor. Yeah. They just, yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, now we see a couple almost viciously, viciously making out on Peter's locker. Now, this is somewhat realistic, and I know it's for comedic effect, but in real life, they would move, but it's a film for crying out loud. So, there you go. That's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a trope. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a cliche. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we now see one of the best things about the Amazing Spider-Man series. Gwen Stacy. Now it's a no-brainer that Emma Stone's Gwen Stacy is so much better compared to Bryce Dallas Howard's Gwen Stacy. Well, I feel like she's a tons better than Mary Jane. Oh yeah, a, no, I a, agree. A, I do agree. It's yeah. a legend. It's a character. Just any everything. Mm. <laughs> no, I I, like, I definitely agree. Bryce Dallas Howard's Gwen Stacy. Like, <laughs> there's like. Oh, the only reason she exists is just for Peter to, like, sort of be into her when he's emo Peter. And then, like, make Mary Jane just jealous a little bit. And it's kind of like, uh, okay, thanks, thanks, Raimi. But that's whatever. That, that, that was the point. <laughs> yeah. Russell, you got anything to say? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, no, you know, skip over. Good. I, don't, yeah, like, I don't have much more to say. Uh, here's a scene that I guess makes Peter cool. Uh, Peter walks into a crowd where Flash is holding a kid upside down, forcing him to eat food. Uh, Flash tells Peter to take a picture, but he says no and tells him to put him down. He also tells Gordon not to eat the food. Flash, being the tough bully he is, keeps telling Peter to take the picture. Peter keeps telling him to put him down after numerous rounds peter says put him uh, okay i i gotta i gotta say it that way put him down eugene i'm probably weak in andrew garfield's presence but that line was pretty funny to me but then flash finally puts gordon down peter rushes to his aid when flash punches peter he even kicks peter that just shocked me but when but then gwen steps in and persuades flash to go to class Already Gwen, despite her being a completely different character that than Mary Jean Watson, uh, that Mary Jean Watson is the better love interest. I'm talking about Gwen Stacy, of course. Uh, she already helps. She actually helps Peter. MJ telling Flash to leave Peter alone in the first Sam Raimi movie was just a waste of air. Leave him alone, Flash. <laughs> oh, I muted myself. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going back to the line. I think it is a if if he just said like "let him down, Eugene," it wouldn't have been very funny. Yeah, <laughs> it would just been like, "Oh, his name's Eugene." I guess that's funny, but like the way that Andrew Garfield delivers the line, just I think it makes it funny. Yeah, where because he's just like over the top. <laughs> there's a clear intention because he's trying to piss him off so he can finally let him go. So it makes right. sense. Yeah, Russell. There's certainly some some interesting line delivery in these movies. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I did like this one, though. It was funny. Yeah. Okay, uh, the scene where Gwen is telling Peter to go to the nurse is hilarious. I honestly couldn't tell if she was being sarcastic or uh, and trying to ask what his name is, or was she serious to check if Peter has any 
serious injury when she said, no, I know your name. I just want to know if you know your name. I think that was hilarious. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's, that's real, too. Like, I mean, if you have a concussion, like, the point is, is to make sure that you're not out of it. <laughs> right. So it's a little bit of a real slice. Uh, Russell, anything? There's not really much to the note. If you don't have anything to say, you don't have to, but. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to move on. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Aunt May yelling at Uncle Ben for putting his box of bowling trophies on the table is one of the funniest scenes in this movie. It always shows the chemistry between the two and I love it. I also love how Uncle Ben tries to validate him putting the box there by saying, these are my bowling trophies. And Aunt May just responds with a sarcastic comment. Oh, by all means, just put it there. It's hilarious. Sorry, Oh my God, John. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Uncle Ben's so good at bowling in this movie. We don't even get to see it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, okay, Sean, I hope you're paying attention because listen, let me okay. Let me just tell you, just for perspective, just so you can actually you know, pay attention here. I was I was eating. I've got a, I've got 137 notes for this movie, so I just need you to. Well, you don't have to hear the note again. I got the note. I was just I was chewing. Okay, so you do you want me to repeat the note? No, no, no. I was just gonna say that um, I in the Raimi films, like I know everybody like gets on the fact that like Aunt May is a million years old. And she's just like, oh, I remember when you were a boy. And it was like, and it's just really like, I don't know. Like, it, like the, the performance is not as appreciated as, um, like, I mean, it's memed a lot, essentially. Right, right, yeah. I think she's the more memorable one, the Raimi one. But oh. I think the, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Aunt May, uh, Sally Field, I think she... And she's more realistically, like, could be Peter's aunt, as in, like, she's not, like, a great-grandmother. But, like, I, I mean, I just, I just like this Aunt May a lot better, essentially. That's all I wanted to really say. Because she's a little bit younger, but she's not, like... I mean, I guess Marissa Tomei would be the best Aunt May, because she's actually an aunt, and not, like, could be his grandma. But, yeah. <laughs> Russell, you got it. No, I agree. I think she's good as Aunt May. Yeah. She's she's definitely much more much more uh realistically characterized. In the first in the Sam Raimi movie, she's kind of just like I don't know if I can word this correctly. Like she's like constantly like spouting like weird dialogue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's always has like Is that an angel? <laughs> oh my god! Like, oh. <laughs> oh, is he got eyes? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, uh, we 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 know we now we now see. I know English. Uh, we now see Peter and Uncle Ben discussing the flood in the basement, and this scene shows that Peter is pretty fucking smart. And once again, some people say that he isn't a nerd in these movies. I felt that like that was kind of contrived. It's like, oh look, he knows how to fix stuff. 
He's so smart. It, like, caught up on the fact that he's like a skater boy, and they're like, oh, skater boys aren't smart. But it's like, I mean, they just wanted to make him look more like, 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 a general teen, like a more like I guess like not a dweeb, but like he can right. also be smart. So then I think it, like there's just like a sort of Mandela effect. You're just like, oh, he's like this. That like, why why is he also smart? Like he's just like this. But well, I mean, I mean but that's the thing that is that he he also has a bit of dweebness if that makes any sense because he just got beat the shit out of by Flash. So I mean, like right. it's not like oh he's got his punch. He, you know he's got strength he's got some big thick arms like that he can punch flash but like you have to be a dweeb to be beat up by flash <laughs> right I, I mean i just think that people like they just don't they can't look past the fact that he's like not the stereotype of a nerd mm-hmm. so they're like well wow, there's no way he can be smart because he's a skater boy he's probably just filming skater videos all the time and that's his life but right <laughs> um anyways uh, Uncle Ben asks Peter if he needs to call someone's father, and Peter says no. In response, Uncle Ben tells him to not tell Aunt May because, quote, he'd pity the he'd pity the poor kid who would have to suffer her wrath. This is comedy. Yeah. This is really good comedy because it seems like he's telling him not to tell her so she doesn't worry, but it's the exact opposite. Yeah, this is what I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a version of like expectations, essentially, just. Like, you think it's going to be one way, but it's like, oh, no, it's actually the other way. Pretty good. Pretty good. Rosa Purcell, got anything? No, I'll say stuff if I have stuff to say. Okay, that's fair. I I just, I, look, I I, I hate it when I overspeak. I I speak over anyone else, so I, if that does happen, I apologize in advance. Um, so Peter finds his dad's briefcase and takes it to his room where he inspects it. Uh, he finds his dad's glasses, takes out his contacts and puts on the glasses. He then sees that there's a secret compartment in the briefcase, which contains the file from earlier. This is just a, this is just just a plot note. By the way, I love secret compartments. So that was just, that was a nice little, was a nice little treat there. Uh, Uncle Ben walks in and has a chat with Peter. He tells that the man in the picture is Kurt Connors. And as Uncle Ben leaves, Peter Peter tells him that he's a pretty great dad. That just melts my fucking heart. That was good. Yeah. It's a nice moment. <laughs> I don't really have much more. Yeah. Um, I will say, just as a note for Tay, I don't think you need to read all one seven of your notes. <laughs> Sorry? What? I don't think you need to read all 137 of your notes. Okay, that's fair. Um, like you can. Like, I, I, mean, I just, like, just want to make sure that we're all up to speed. That's my issue here. Is that I just want to make sure that we're all up to speed because I know mm-hmm. I was. I I noticed that I was skipping it a lot, and Russell would be like, uh, "Wait, oh, are we skipping this?" And like, so that's why I was just like, I want to make sure we all know. So some of these notes are just to like establish like where we're at in the story. So some of these are pretty yeah. short. Some of these are you know big ones but i'll keep that in mind if it's if it's not necessary then i'll skip it but show for show uh anyway so now it's revealed that richard and mary uh died in a plane crash um okay look i know he did get he did get to get in but oh, oh okay okay this is a joke okay look i know he did it to get in but identity theft isn't a joke peter millions of families suffer mm. every year 
All right, Fate. Yeah, yeah. You see, <laughs> I'm getting good at my jokes, Sean. Remember when I used to be poopy at my jokes? Now I'm great. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, every time you would try to tell a joke, you'd feel like silence. And then somebody just being like, what? <laughs> I mean, you have to admit the Christ and I'm not even Christian joke really got you. Like, that was the first no, one. No, that, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, character development. You see? This is why you tune into Fate's Family Fridays, because the character development is off the charts. Anyways, uh, it's revealed that Gwen works at Oscorp and that she's a senior at Midtown. So this is all happening in their senior year of high school. Noted. Uh, <laughs> Reese Fons is really good choice for the casting of Kurt Connors. I will. I, I just want to say that. If anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't know how, like, again, like, sorry, let me start over. Yeah, so, basically, I know Kurt Connors was in the Raimi film, but he was just kind of the guy being like, Peter, don't fuck with the symbiote. And then Peter's just like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. So, it's interesting to sort of see this character, like, I mean, it's not the same character, but, like, this character mentioned in the Raimi films is now getting, like, his shine as the lizard. And in terms of the lizard as a villain, I it's interesting. So he's not like my favorite villain, but I do think that the character that they give to Kurt Connors in this one is is noble. It's like he's trying to like, you know, make something that can like heal everybody, but essentially he's gonna turn everybody into lizards. <laughs> I think it's I like his motivations are kind of confusing because like he wants to heal his own arm mm -hmm. and then he wants to turn everybody into lizards. Well, yeah. not only that, he's doing it to to save uh, Norman Osborn because later on it's revealed that uh, Norman right, Osborn right. is dying. Oh, that's right. So I never made that connection from the Amazing Spider-Man to the Amazing Spider-Man Two. And Sean says he. I don't have to read every note that I wrote. Come on. What Sean. I was gonna say was the like when he's going to the tower to like load up the the machine. I think the Ganali device. Yes. Like he uses the like the lizard smoke as like a weapon to turn people to lizards. <laughs> like yeah, in a combat scenario, and it's like <laughs> I thought it was to help people, but they're getting messed up by turning to lizards. Also, now that I like, think about eh. that, it's funny how like. He was using it to stop them, but the, I don't really think that would have stopped them, would they? I, that's what I'm confused about. Well, we'll get to that later on. Um, I think partially I, he, he is trying to be noble, but the lizard serum gas thing, I think it's sort of dual personality. I think it's kind of taking him over. Like, it's not him 100%. I got that vibe too. It's like I do the, like how, I like his acting. I like how he plays the character of Kurt Connors and the lizard. It's it's hilarious how he's about to he he plays uh, Rasputin in <laughs> the King's Man. It's hilarious. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Oh, that's it's true. Yeah, he is playing Rasputin. Yeah, it's hilarious, dude. Anyways, uh, but yeah. Uh, we'll get into that later on, but let's continue. Uh, and just as Peter is about to get in trouble, Gwen saves him again. She even makes a joke that he's second in his class. So that's a small note. We don't need to get into that too much. Uh, so now Peter's rambling in an awkward way, and it's a bit interesting. I'm not going to make a three-hour video essay on this note, but the way Gwen says she's going to ask him about this later makes it seem like they're friends now? 
it's 10 p.m. at the moment, so my maybe my brain is just slowing down and I'm taking this <laughs> a bit too seriously. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, that's sort of a thing with, like, relationships and movies. Like, they sometimes they can be done real well and it's, like, developed over time, but this is a Spider-Man movie. You can't really put all the details in there. Yeah, that's uh, cool. <laughs> Unless if you want to yeah. make a three-hour movie, which I'm okay with, by the way, I'll watch it. But some people just I mean a little bit longer than usual already. <laughs> yeah, that and like I don't want another House of they go through every single freaking detail. <laughs> House of what? House of Gucci. Oh, okay. I, I, I like I said earlier, I saw it and I was excited for it, and it was bad. Oh, it was bad. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. I feel like a lot of stuff in this movie is really, it's, they go through stuff really fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Uh, okay. 25th note. Now it's time for an honorable mention. Uh, Peter walks, Peter walks backward into Rajat Rada, who's played by the legendary Irfan Khan, who sadly passed away. Oh, that's last right. Year. He is in the movie. Uh, it might not be a big deal for you guys, but I like it's a big deal for for two. Huh? What? I said it's a big feel, big deal for for two. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might not be a big <laughs> deal for you guys, but I like to think that they that they were lucky to have him in this film, even if it was just for a couple minutes of screen time. Yeah, I don't want to derail, but the the movie that I know Irfan Khan from is Life of Pi. <laughs> what? You're not even gonna talk about Slumdog Millionaire? Wow. Okay. I'm Slumdog Millionaire, but like that, the first movie I saw him in was Life of Pi. Okay, that's fair. I haven't seen <laughs> Life of Pi yet, so I, I need to get on that. You didn't see Slumdog Millionaire or Life of Pi? No. Before you met me? No. <laughs> Only Bollywood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, Bollywood I'll get into Eternals and let's talk about that Bollywood scene. That's when I'll that's when I'll rip into that. But anyways, I refuse I to watch Eternals. What? I refuse to watch Eternals. Okay. Well <laughs> let's talk about that later. I'm not gonna get into that now. Uh okay, so Peter follows him and the weirdest but somewhat coolest lock is shown. Uh, and now we have the scene where Peter finds the spiders. Uh he pulls on a uh on a web and a bunch of spiders fall on him. It, um, so that's just a note for you all where we're at. Um, it is revealed that Norman Osborn is dying and he needs Dr. Connors to figure out the decay rate algorithm. Uh, okay, here's one of the scenes that I think is a bit cool for showing that Peter's powers are coming into effect. But at the same time, I think the whole quote, hand sticking to a lady's shirt and ripping off though by accident wasn't a good call this film shouldn't be that realistic it's probably was just a studio note they're like we need teen teen pretty in this movie or whatever it's or not like, even it's not the, the reason it's why not I, the reason why i bring this up is because it's not that bad in the sam raimi films that's why i bring it up is because it's not even that bad in no but like you know, you want to sell your movie to teenagers. You got to put some suggestions. Yeah, you got to give them something. Okay. Yeah, I didn't um, really like this scene. He just <laughs> he yeah. accidentally beats up a bunch of basically innocent people. Like, they're only, the only one guy's crime is 
stacking a bottle on his head while he was asleep. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, the hands. edit where he wakes up and jumps to the roof on the uh, the roof of the train was a bit wild. I say that being that all three of us are video editors, so I found that a bit uh too much, maybe. So perhaps I kind of just perhaps. didn't like that his powers just like he was using them all at the same time so soon and he really in my opinion he never really seems like surprised or contemplative of his new powers like it just seems like he's losing his mind at one point but i don't know to me it never really felt like he was it was um, like surprising to him it feels a lot more like well oh wait never mind okay i, I was gonna say something but then i was just gonna just gonna put the lid on that. Uh okay, so in result of him ripping off the shirt, his spider sense kicks in and he unconsciously kicks their butts. Uh he gets home with Uncle Ben and Aunt May sitting there worried. Uh Peter is acting strange, as he should. Uh and I know I'm going to repeat this a lot, but Andrew's acting is really good in this. Um Very good. Uh, he starts eating meatloaf, and in response to Aunt May say something is very wrong, Uncle Ben says, yeah, nobody likes your meatloaf. You see, th this is what I think Mark Webb is great at, and not Sam Raimi. Not to say that Sam Raimi did a bad job with the couple, I'm just saying that Mark Webb's direction made me feel sad for Aunt May after Uncle Ben's death. Um, yeah, it's partially the direction, partially... Um, probably the screenwriter like I oh, don't yeah, that too like the, the writing in this film is a lot I feel like it's a lot more uh, like driven towards characters um, rather than, than things happening essentially um, so like there is there is a lot there's very good chemistry between uh, Sally Field and Martin Sheen where it feels like and they're also given more time for Spider-Man almost like Peter's grand, well, I almost, I almost said grandpa because he's so old. Yeah. Um, Peter's uncle's like, I don't know, he maybe gets like two minutes of screen time and then he's dead. Like, you don't really get to see a lot with him. So I'm, I'm glad that this film sort of put a little bit more into the relationship between uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt May. We'll have to give a shout out for Cliff Robertson, though. Yes, Cliff Robertson is still a great actor, don't get me wrong. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like how we get to see their, their relationship more and how they, like, on man, Uncle Ben actually like each other <laughs> more so than the, the Raimi trilogy. And during this entire scene where Peter comes home, all I can think about is how, like, the only explanation for his behavior is drugs. <laughs> yeah. He's always drugs. He's just, like, on crack this whole movie, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the Sam Raimi movies, Peter just comes home and then he's like, oh, no, I don't want to eat anything. I'm going to go in my bed. Bye. That's it. That's all he does. And, and then he wakes up and, and then he's just like, strong. he's going to drop kick. And so, like, I I don't know. I like this one better, though. Like that one, the one from Sam Raimi seems a bit more. I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh. But yeah, no. I feel like Sam Raimi's films, they were more focused on getting to action scenes rather than like developing between the action scenes essentially 
And also they needed to make those corny one-liners and stuff. <laughs> okay. I I'm uh, I can't agree or disagree because I love all these movies. I don't hate them. I want that to be clear. If there's one movie that I hate, that's The Last Airbender by M Night Shyamalan. So trust me when I when I say that these movies aren't as close as bad. They they aren't even close to being bad as bad as that movie. So I right. I love these movies. These movies are fine to me. I really don't have any. I mean. I don't hate any of these movies either. I just, I have my preferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. Um, okay, so quote, uh, why didn't you tell me you didn't like my meatloaf? You could have said that to me 37 years ago. How many meatloafs have I made for you? Laughing my ass off, but at the same time, it just shows that Uncle Ben loves her or is scared scared of her. You get the point. <laughs> because I, I love meatloaf. Huh? I love meatloaf. I've never tried Me meatloaf. Too. So there you meatloaf. go. You haven't tried meatloaf? Oh no. my goodness. I haven't tried deep dip pizza. I haven't seen the life of pie. I haven't eaten meatloaf. There you go. Well, I mean, think of it this way. Meatloaf is just like a big burger, but like not a burger. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a big thing of ground beef with a bunch of onions. Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, usually on the side. Okay, let's continue, shall we? Uh, oh boy, we got we got we got to get into this Sony product placement, Sony alarm clock. There you go. Yes. Uh, okay. Got to be Sony. Got to get product placement. I mean, honestly, in all honesty, as much as it might be annoying to some people, I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, it's a funny little it. detail. It's a funny little detail slash Easter that yeah, this is a Sony film. Okay, we get it, but like you know, it's hilarious. I mean, Sony does it so much more than any other company. Yeah. They also have electronics, but it's just like, it, it doesn't well, bother me actually, you know people what? either. I have, to, I have to go back to Ted Lasso for anyone who hasn't seen it. They all use iPhones and iPads and MacBooks, so. Oh, okay. I'm That's true. Honestly, like, I don't really care about product play. A device, like, put a like a brand somewhere in your film, great, that's fine. I'm good with it. It's when it gets like uh, excessive where I'm just like, okay, come on. We know that you got a lot of people to fund your movie. Can you please stop? <laughs> the Pill by Dre. Really? Okay. Wait, did Beats did Beats uh uh um produce uh, Beats by Dre, did they produce Transformers, Age of Extinction? No, but I'm sure they gave them tons of money. <laughs> Probably. Also, My Little Pony. <laughs> Actually, it has run out that we think about it. Anyways. Those effects don't pay themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I Okay, I digress. Uh, okay, I think showing Peter accidentally squirting the toothpaste and breaking the knobs is better than showing what? off Peter's abs, plus it's better for the times. Yeah. He seems so like he doesn't seem like he's very like like he it's barely can't think of the word like he he barely even seems to notice it. Mm. He's just like going about his day and it's like oh well, I guess I squished my toothpaste. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess I would have wanted some more reaction from him. Yeah, that's fair. I, I will say that he doesn't really take 
like spider power thing into like, whoa, what's going on? He's just kind of like, guess I'm yeah. guess I have spider powers now. Guess I'm strong now. Guess I can have I just have expert intuition about everything. <laughs> uh, and uh, now we see Peter sitting in his room, twitching as his spider sense is in effect. And yes, another. Uh, oh, sorry, not and yes. Ah, yes, another scene, another shot to trigger my arachnophobia. Uh, as he's type, okay, as he's typing into Bing, the keys from his keyboard stick to his fingers. I like this Spider-Man humor. This is what mm -hmm. I need. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I remember when I was editing. I don't know podcast, and uh, I put like a bunch of tears falling down the screen, and you freaked out, and I don't remember why. Wait, what? Like I, when I was editing one of these pod, one of these pod, or one of the Family for Tay podcasts, mm. and I put like an edit where I put a bunch of spiders falling down the screen, and <laughs> you freaked out when you saw it. <laughs> I do remember that. Oh, you son of a... Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. That's, that's why people call you the gyre bully manatee, Sean. This is why. Yeah. I didn't put it there because you were For some reason. <laughs> but hey, you know what? My arachnophobia just proves how much I love these movies, okay? I don't... I literally put that aside. Hey, Jacob's there. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man doesn't look like a spider. Uh, okay, so after looking over the decay rate algorithm and Dr. Connors Burke, he pays him a visit. Uh, like shown at the beginning of the film, it is revealed that Richard bred the spiders before he left. Uh, after Dr. Connors apologizes for being there, for not being there for him when Richard left, uh, Peter decides to give him the algorithm. Now, here, uh, um, hmm. was that supposed to be a note for later on? I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, now here's another scene that I find amusing. The basketball scene. Peter yeah. catches the ball and decides to get cocky by telling Flash to take the ball from him. I mean, I know that it's a different film universe, but Peter did try out for basketball, so... That might be another reason why I like this movie. <laughs> oh, Any well, reference of to basketball? Gains five points on your rating. Literally. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now now we just need uh, Tom Holland to play uh, basketball because, unfortunately, he's a football fan. Not unfortunately. I'm trying to get into sports, but I don't have enough time, okay? It's okay. Oh, I said that the wrong way. <laughs> Wait, but but uh, when Tom Holland went on uh, Hot Ones the other day and he mentioned going to a Lakers game. I I I haven't been on the internet, buddy, for quite some time. Been trying to avoid those uh, no way home spoilers. So, you know. Anyway, hey, hey, do you think the Lakers are doing good or bad this? I think they can be doing better. I think they could do better. Mm -hmm. I'm just. I'm kidding. so happy they're not doing what everybody thought they'd be doing. <laughs> I mean, as. As far as I'm aware, the the Warriors seems to be doing a good job. I don't know. Yeah, come on. Come on, Sean. Okay, this is why we never have you on this. Anyways, okay. Uh, anyways, Peter proceeds to go for the hoop and shatters the backboard. Now we see 
him and Uncle Ben in the principal's office, though not as much as Toby's iteration, Andrew's Peter does get a lot of shit, too. Just not in the way, just not in the obvious way of like, oh, we hate you, or oh, you know, if that makes Sean sense. Really? Yeah. Sean I don't really have anything to say. Sean. Okay, Russell? Nope. Nope, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So after, so after that, so after Uncle Ben gets upset with Peter, uh, he sees Gwen and tells her that he's got her computer on his computer. Uh, did I say got her computer on her computer? Got he's got her picture on his computer. I thought that uh, I thought that was really awkward, but then a couple minutes later, it was fine. He also jokes that he's Peter's probation officer. That's just hilarious. Yes. Peter's a criminal. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't think him having her picture on his desktop or laptop is that awkward. Like, I mean, it's awkward as in, like, oh, that he saw it or that they saw it. But, like... But he's not, like, obsessed or, like, creepy about it. it. It's good character building, though, without being like, Gwen, I love you. It's like, yeah. no, his picture's on her laptop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh boy, so, no, so here comes a big note now. So, now, I think that it's stupid that people complain about the fact that Peter, in a way, asks Gwen out, or asks to hang out. I'm not exactly sure. They're teenagers. This is a reboot. It's not gonna be the same. And also, this is Sony. They're not gonna go out of their way to make a comic book accurate Spider-Man movie. Not in 2011, at least. Um. Yes. Yes. Got anything to say or no? What's your note? I think I've covered everything in terms of like the the story and like how it's told. <laughs> so so uh, there there's some people that complain how Peter Parker in this one is so cool that he asks out the quote hottest girl in the school. Nobody ever calls her the hottest girl in the school. Exactly. That's exactly my point. That's why I wanted to write it down. So, ah, um, okay. So, I, think, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they're similar characters. I mean, like they have, I mean, they have, they have, uh, they have things in common as characters. Like it makes sense that they just ran to each other. Right. Yeah. In the context of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another scene that, pe- that some people complain about, the skateboarding and chain swinging scene. I love this scene. Uh, it just captures what it's like to be a teenager and hints at Peter's uh, web swinging. And of course, being Mark Webb, they decided to go with Coldplay's Till Kingdom Come to express the joy Peter has after the interaction with Gwen as he skips out of the hall and it expresses the essence of the skateboarding and chain swinging scene. First time... Uh... Uh, scene has a not bad, but perhaps questionable music choice. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I think it's the sign of the times, I suppose. <laughs> that and Mark Webb was a directed these movies. Yeah, it was a movie. <laughs> yeah. So, also, didn't he do? Um, I haven't seen the movie, but I know it had a uh, Justin Gordon Levitt and uh, Zoe Deschanel. Um. Oh well, yeah, he did five hundred days of summer. Five hundred days of summer, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, just just him skipping off and just like he's like 
that's how teenagers act. That's how it is. And so, like, that's why I I'm, I like this. And so, John, you have something Maybe. to say? I don't know if that's exactly. Were you too cool in weird. high school? I don't know. I mean, that's not what I did, but I, I don't know, know if that's exactly how teenagers act. Well, look, as a as as the romantic being that I've seen a billion Bollywood films, I'm gonna give this a solid five out of five. I think this is great. Anyways, I, mean, I think it's more media, basically how teenagers act rather than how actually teenagers act. <laughs> okay. Also, I always laugh whenever Andrew goes, Woo! Yeah, he's a happy boy. Yeah, he's a happy, happy boy before Uncle Ben dies. Anyways, uh, honestly, the My note about that scene is that his mouth made a weird shape when he it made did. It. And I was just like, this is hilarious. <laughs> in 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 like a um in a rant video, uh they edit him going woo into an into like an eagle screeching. <laughs> It's hilarious. Uh, anyways, uh, honestly, the Ganali device is so cool that I wish it was a real thing. I'm being serious, but as explained in the in the film, it makes sense why there will never be a real life Ganali device. There you go. Uh, so Peter decides to not pick up Uncle Ben's call as he works with Dr. Connors on the algorithm simulation. It's a bit weird to me that the algorithm failed the first couple of times, but then was accepted after a couple of tries that's odd once again i may be overthinking that's how computers work bro you know if there's an error you just do it again and it works yeah uh. mm, i don't know i don't know how that I, I don't know how i feel about that bro i don't know how i feel no about i mean like i mean I, if it's a science thing like you know i don't think it's just down to the computer not like processing it correctly i think it's like literally that there's a problem <laughs> mm -hmm. uh give me a second folks while i check on the stream because i have a i might have a slight panic attack if this isn't oh god is this not public Wait, what? no yeah i tried to go on twitch and oh, i couldn't see it son of a bitch oh no 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 it says it's supposed to go live it's supposed to go live on the on the 12th of december at 12 p.m what the actual hell i need to change the hdmis on my tv okay so while he's doing that i'll i'll check on this and make sure that the audio is good yeah, okay, so the audio is good. God, I hate that. Oh, Russell. Russell, I'm struggling here, Russell. Russell, I'm struggling here, Russell. <sighs> Anyways, okay. Um, This is a small note, so I'll go I'll go ahead and go over there. Uh, Freddy's adorable. Small small little note. Um, He's got it, guys. Um, so Peter arrives home late with Uncle Ben sitting on the front porch, upset with Peter, and he demands to apologize on May. Um, I'm going to wait for uh, Sean for this note. You're talking about Peter and May, Uncle Ben. Right, so <laughs> so Pe so Peter arrives home late, and uh, Uncle Ben is sitting on the front porch, upset with Peter, and he demands to apologize 
demands of him to apologize to Aunt May. Uh, this is another thing that I like about the reboots when it comes to the quote, with great power comes great responsibility scene. In uh, Tasm, Uncle Ben doesn't say those exact lines. He says that Peter has a moral obligation to do good things, not choice, responsibility. So so now Peter gets <laughs> upset and uh, asks where his, father's, where his father is. He then runs off. Once again, a showcase of how good his acting is. Uh, thoughts, folks. Okay, so like, I was I was gonna go cringy cringe, like basically, like I mean, yeah, he says with great power comes great responsibility, but he says it differently, and it's just kind of like, okay, cool, thanks, guys. But I think it what redeems it is the fact that uh, he's like, okay, then where's my dad? And then he's just like, I'm not gonna tell you, boy. And then he leaves. I think that's a I think that's a good way to redeem it. <laughs> Russell? I agree. I think... Yeah. I think that's a good good way to have Peter, like, reject it. Like, he rejects it in the other movies. The other movie, he rejects it because he wrestled freaking Randy Savage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one, it's, like, actually built into his... That's what his motivations about his dad leaving. <laughs> um, okay, so now I know they weren't going to do the same thing in the Sam Raimi film, but I feel like there could have been a better situation other than Peter getting free chocolate milk for the price of his uncle. <laughs> also, no shame in having chocolate milk at this age. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. I will say, like, it is really funny in hindsight, but I remember seeing this for the first time, so I'm just like, yo, dude gives him, like, fucking free chocolate milk, and then he kills his uncle? Like, like why, why is this happening so close together? Like, he lets the dude go, and he kills his uncle. I mean, obviously, it's not connected. It's not like, oh, you're his uncle, I'm gonna kill you now. It's not that, but... No, yeah, yeah definitely not, but it's just like, I don't know, it's just... The, 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 emo the, the, sorry... The tone of both scenes or both shots, because they're literally just two different shots, they're like the same scene. Like they're just so tonally different. It's just like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll let you go. You're a criminal, and then he kills his uncle. It's just like, what? I guess it's because it's supposed to give him guilt for like letting letting him go. But I don't know. It just it doesn't come across that. Yeah, it's. I think it was a big misstep to have the motivation be a two dollar and seven cent chocolate milk. And I guess the idea is that it's just something so stupid and and like meaningless. It's just like it's it's kind of dumb in my opinion. Agreed. At first, I was like, I didn't even think about this, and then once I watched it, like in my second reviewing, I was like. This is really, oh my God, Cassie and or Cassie is in the live chat saying chocolate milk to make the pain go away. <laughs> I was thinking about whether or not he drank the milk after he got it. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Oh my he's just God. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I, I will say because I didn't get to say my stuff about the the, the original Spider-Man's uh, that scene. 
I think that scene in the original Spider-Man, like both of these scenes, honestly, I don't like because I think they're both bad. But I think in the original Spider-Man, it's a little better because it's like the thing that ruins it for me in that is freaking Tobey Maguire's cry face is retarded. But um, um <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna step in and say that's that's a pretty stupid reason to hate that. I mean, no, but it's like here's the thing, like, like. <sighs> All you can think about is when, like, Tobey Maguire cries. It's just like, whoa! It's like, why is it so over the top? Like, why can't you just cry normally? Um, but, uh, because it's yeah, a Sam Raimi film, Sean. Come on. I do think that the, the scene in the original Spider-Man is better. Only because, like, it feels super manufactured in this, in this, uh, in this iteration. Where it's just like, oh yeah, I'll let you go. And then like two seconds later, oh, you killed my uncle. It, it just doesn't feel like, I don't know. It doesn't feel as good. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I've got an issue with that scene. So there you go. Uh, to be specific, the cashier asked Peter for, uh, asked Peter to stop a thief. Um, I, I, I don't mean to speak for anyone else, but who in the right mind would stop a thief other than a cop? Some, you know, some guy who, yeah, I mean, let's forget it. Let's, let's put aside the fact that, you know, this guy just talked shit to you and was just like, oh, daddy didn't give you any lunch money. And then later on, he asks, oh, stop this guy who may possibly have a weapon. Like. Here's the thing. Okay. I think it'd be a little bit better if, like, I mean, I guess, like, what they were doing is. But I mean, I think it would have been a little bit, like, cooler if the dude was, like, actually relevant John. to the story. John, you cut if the out. dude's not relevant to the story, what? You cut out when you were explaining. Oh. Well, okay. So, what it, well, essentially, what I was saying is, like, I think it would have been better to make him relevant to the story. But he's not relevant to the story, really, other than, like, Peter to become Spider-Man. And, like, you know, trying to find him. And I guess he does find him in the end. But, like, it's just one quick scene and then it's over. So I guess what he's trying to, they're trying to do is, like, be a criminal. It doesn't just have to be a big bad, like, the lizard or the rhino or the, the green goblin or whatever. But I just it just doesn't come across as it just comes across as random. Agreed. Um, okay. We gotta keep going because we're on we're on the fifty-eighth uh note here. Also, by the way, anyone who's joining us live right now, I apologize for the last hour that we just spent not being live on YouTube. I apologize for that. So uh it is live on now, so here we are. Uh, also, I feel like uh, Uncle Ben didn't have to charge at the thief at the sight of the gun, but whatever. Oh, well. Uh, Andrew's acting makes me forget about this. Uh, okay. Uh, Peter's at school and Flash tries to show empathy, but Peter just walks away. This is another thing that I like. Uh, I do know that we didn't see a lot of Flash Thompson, Flash Thompson in the Sam Raimi films, but this is a nice action. I like this. This is also something that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I like the Flash isn't... Caricature of an evil bully. Yeah, he's not a dumb 
he's he's not a dummy head. Like he he does have a brain, but like you know he chooses to be this like jock. Yeah, I think it's a good moment for Flash. But like you know he's not just gonna be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is another thing that I am not really. Uh, liking in this movie i thought the scene i thought this scene was tense or maybe even cringe but when peter decides to go out and start accusing some random guy of his uncle's death i was like i know you're grieving but you're certainly smarter than this from what i remember he like stages a whole inquisition where he's trying to find the long-haired blonde dude sunglasses and star tattoos (laughs) just random dudes that like fit the profile to like get justice yeah, did I forget, or did he just, like, not even find that guy by the end of the movie? No, he didn't. That's what I was saying, like, I don't even know if he, like, I remember there's that one scene where he, like, webs the dude up, and then he checks his, like, wrist, and there's no star. Yeah, I don't I think he ever finds him. No. Yeah. Didn't. It really seemed like that was gonna have some sort of payoff, but I guess it was just him deciding to fight crime in general. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, the shot, okay, so the shot of Peter, uh, web crawling up the building was a neat little reference to the Sam Raimi films, but also, I guess, the comic books as well. Uh, I thought the ring was also a nice reference and a nice way to give Peter the idea for the mask. Uh, so Peter makes the mask and starts beating up people who may be Uncle Ben's killer and just leaves them. Until he's made the web shooters. It's like he takes a guy, he throws him at the wall, but then he just like walks away. <laughs> he just runs away. It's hilarious. Um, but you got any notes or do, do you want me to keep going? I think I already talked about it. Okay. He gets the webbing from Oscorp. Oscorp is the source of everything in these movies. Yeah. Um, kind of lame. Oscorp is Amazon. I, 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 you know what? I'm about, I'm, I'm about to get to that, Russell. Okay. Uh, once again, this is why I was saying that I, all spoilers, all spoilers for every single Spider-Man film out there. Excuse me, I have to. Bur- was I not talking? Did you hear me? Did you hear me when I was saying that I need to burp? Okay, good. I got so worried. I was looking at my mic. Um. Okay. Here's another point I like to make. So, Peter finds the webbing at Oscorp and order, orders them. As a viewing of this film, I'm totally fine. Uh, but when you get when we get to the John Watts trilogy, I'm gonna have a real heyday with this because of the whole Iron Boy Jr. situation. Well, let me say first, how did he even afford military grade webbing fluid? That is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. When people when people troll i know i know there's trolls on the internet i know they're doing this to piss people off but the whole iron boy jr makes no sense when they start talking about toby Maguire's or andrew garfield's spider-man so i agree we were watching these movies like, well, like i mean i'm oh. guessing iron boy jr comes from like under iron man what you keep you keep cutting out bud uh I think the whole Iron Boy Jr. comes back to It's still cutting out. <laughs> Are the batteries out? Could you, well, oh, maybe like turning it to push to talk might help. I guess it's on all the time. 
Also, I think there's a lot of audio interference over there. That's probably why. Probably it's because, you know, there's a lot of people there, maybe. I don't know. What I was saying was, I'm guessing they're calling him Iron Boy in the John Watts films. He's mentored by Iron Man. Yeah, but the, the implication underneath that that phrase is that he didn't do anything himself. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's right. Um, He's but not like, even rewatching, like... Yeah, go ahead. Rewatching these movies, and it's like... He gets his web flute from Oscorp. Spider gets... I mean, it's even worse in the next one when, like... I guess, spoilers, he... Turns out he was destined to be Spider-Man. He's the only one who could be. But it's just like... And people always like to talk about how Andrew and Toby made their own suits. They made it. They did everything themselves. But it's like... He did, but at the same time, it doesn't even make sense that he made his own suit. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if we are going to talk about uh, John Watts' Spider-Man... Or MCU Spider-Man, whatever you want to call it. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Cassie is saying uh, uh, Sean's not allowed to speak. Apparently, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Th- that's the thing is that when you say that, oh, he was mentored by Tony Stark, we don't exactly see any mentoring by Tony Stark, though. I know I'm gonna get into this next week. I know I'm gonna get into this next week. But th- the thing is that, like, he's not even mentored. Sure, he made the suit, and sure, like, he's take he takes him to. Uh, to the airport right but i i don't see any mentorship where because here's the thing you show me a scene you show me a scene you show me tony stark showing peter all these cool gizmo gadgets and how to do these things then uh then you can come back to me with the iron boy jr situation but i don't i just think it's stupid i think it's just a troll it's just a trolling weapon that trolls like to use but i digress Let's continue, unless if you have more to say, Russell or Sean. Yeah, didn't make his web fluid. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And I'm also going to, with that tiny detail, I'm going to get into that in the Homecoming film. So here you go. And how did he uh, buy it? I find this scene of him actually making the web shares really fucking cool. They make it look like this can be done in real life with the circuit board and everything, or whatever you call it. Sorry. I'm not a techie person, even though I am. Uh, what? By the way, I think it's funny that, um, like, one of the things that they used to show that he knows how to make machines is just an automatic lock on his door. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, it is funny, but at the same time, it's like, I thought that was cool. It's, it's just kind of like a, a strangely, like, bland machine to make <laughs> to showcase his tech skills <laughs> i mean that's fair it's like that's oh wow he made a lock that he can press a button and it locks itself anyway we can move on <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i was just waiting on you uh once again i love the visuals visual effects and cinematography in this film i'm talking about uh the the scene where he's on top of the building uh so i really like this scene but at the same time i find it a bit unrealistic he free falls going whoa and then he shoots out a web no mask on by the way and lands on tables outside of a coffee shop this is this is new york right uh i've never been there but from what i know it's usually covered with people 
I'm gonna check in with a friend who lives there and ask about this. I did not check in with my friend and asked about this. I know it's a stupid thing, but I just find it odd. I mean, semantic. Yeah. Okay, Russell has nothing to say. Okay, no comment. Uh, also, what a fucking menace. He just kicked a lot of stuff off the tables. <laughs> oh, that's a joke. That was a joke. Um, another thing to show off his, I guess, smartness and I guess he's a menace. Another reason why they didn't have J. Jonah Jameson in these films, even though he was referenced because... He's actually a menace in these films. Uh, he made his, uh, Peter makes his own, uh, NYPD police scanner or radio scanner. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, these are the only Superman where he's actually a menace. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's no J. Jonah Jameson to be like, he's a menace! He's destroying society as a whole! J. Jonah Jameson says it via email. <laughs> The second one. Excuse me. All right, my mom brought in chicken, so it's just like really fucking good. I haven't eaten anything today, but by the way, so you know, I still have my hot cocoa. She made me hot cocoa at the beginning of the show, and I haven't even touched it. Um, okay. I love the first person shots. Um, very nice. I I think they're almost breathtaking. Uh, we are now introduced to Captain Stacy as he learns about the quote vigilante. Um. Where, uh, so where does Peter get the money for the spandex? Huh, Iron Boy Jr. Trolls? Huh? I want to say his suit made it. And I'm like, like they're like, it looks like a teenager could have made it. I'm like, what are you talking well, yeah. about? Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. That does not look like a teenager made that suit. He's a, he's a savant. <laughs> I, like, I love how it just has, like, a scene of him sewing some fabric and then, like, a scene of him breaking lenses out of sunglasses and then it cuts and he has this perfect, perfectly manufactured suit. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's wild to me. No. Um, no. That doesn't make sense. Uh, hey. Hey. Hello. Okay. Uh, so, uh, okay. That sh this the shot of Peter activating his web shooter when he clicks, when he, uh, clicks in the, uh, module what do you call i don't know pellets i don't know it's it's the web fluid when he when he gets the web fluid in i uh where the fuck is that note oh no it's so satisfying to me that one when he's activating the web shooters that's really satisfying shot looks, for me. looks really good also honestly a lot of most of the effects look really good in this movie yeah in my opinion I know i keep bringing it up but like it, it, this is just like it stands out to me so much so Anyways, uh, once again, the first-person shots are great. The CG budget was very well used, in my opinion. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that the entire scene of Spidey taking out the car thief and escaping is great. The humor just fucking hits. It just hits. Just right. Uh, he gives advice to the car thief on how to be a better car thief. He's out of line, but he's right. Uh, he then, out of nowhere, jumps onto the guy and yells, Crotch! And then... And then, okay, this is, once again, another fantastic Spidey line. My weakness. Small knives! I mean, I find Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man to be a lot more charismatic and more, like, I don't know, just, just 
I don't know, just a better Spider-Man in terms of like one-liners and than uh, Tobey Maguire. Like Tobey Maguire, I always just felt like he was too corny to like I don't know get on get on the same level with. There's some things about Andrew Spider-Man that I like more, and there's some things that, about Toby's that I like more. But I think definitely Andrew has a lot more realistic, like physicality, at all times when he's on when he's masked, and like Toby is kind of just like just standing there like, a lot of the time. It seems like. Uh, before I interrupt you, real quick. Uh, before I. Sorry, pitch in here. Uh, Cassie says cartridge, web cartridge. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, quote. Uh, this could have gone a lot worse. That line does make me worry some, but I saw somewhere that Spidey's done worse in the comics. He's done worse than what? He's worse than, because he gets really dark, I feel like, with this line. This could have gone a lot worse, even though he's, Sounds like he's joking. When when he when he pulls down the sleeve. Oh, and yeah, like, that's that's why it's weird <laughs> that he, there's never any closure with the star tattoo guy. Because yeah. it seems like they're setting it up for a final confrontation between well, him and if you guy. want a great pay uh, uh, payout, you, you, well, you you got to play the Amazing Spider-Man video game. I mean, it gets resolved in that game. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> that's not. That's not a. Uh... That's, that's not an excuse. That's that is really dumb. <laughs> that is, but hey, Sony's making money, so there you go. Ah, uh, it's um. Yes, they're making money thanks to you, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't hit the player. Hit the game. Don't hit the player. Twice. Hit the game. Um. Okay. It's it's funny that they have a shot for the gun falling on the ground when the when the police officer shows up and then uh, Spidey uh. Yanks it from him. We just see a shot of the gun falling. That police officer ready to murder him. <laughs> um, something I wanted to say was I think the tone of that scene when he's confronting the dude that might have killed his. Own, I think the tone of it is like half of it is like funny, like uh. Playful. Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man being funny, being cool, being charismatic. And then the last half of it is just him being ungodly serious. And I'm just like, come on. Like, you know, you could have just blended it a little bit. You, it was like, you didn't have to, like, feel like fire and ice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Mm, gosh, this fucking scene. Uh, I'm swinging here. I'm swinging here. But the James Horner theme just makes me just it just, it just makes me want to watch this bit on repeat. It's just so good. Yes, the swinging is always. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, another point that I'd like to make, even though I'm gonna bring it up plenty of times through this entire review review, the web swinging in these movies are top notch, and I feel like they're not. Although Tom Holland does have, you know, I guess a couple more films. He has No Way Home to you know, really show off some web swinging here, but like we haven't really gotten any kind of web swinging that like has that kind of energy. If you know what I mean. What scene of far from home had a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But 
we'll get to that. I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I don't. I'm not ashamed to admit when I'm wrong. Okay. If if I if I see some good web swinging, then then I'll I'll note it down. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not a. You know. Can we just talk about his uh, Andrew's suit, by the way, for a minute? The Tasm one suit or Tasm two suit? The from one from the movie we're currently talking about. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, Tasm one. Okay. Um, it looks creepy. And uh, it looks. And the other one. Um, you cut out a bit, but I think I, I think I know what you said. Uh, it's just like the dark eyes, yeah. Combined with the fact that it always looks wet, and like his, mm. his poses, he's like he's really creepy. He's like, is that even like spandex? I mean, he... I know that like for most of the shots, it does look like spandex, but like when you get close up, you can you can see the uh, you can see like where where his mask is because when they jump to shots like that you can actually see him having the mask tucked into the suit and uh i don't know what material that is but i don't feel like that was spandex to me but i i don't have a problem with this suit however you are right you are you are in the right that it is a bit creepy so it's just he looks wet all the time he's like him crawling around the wall with his dark black eyes it's just and it's always at Dark night. black eyes. He has they, yellow eyes. They look black usually. Because, hmm. I mean, it's dark all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like Spider-Man was actually kind of creepy in this movie. And I think that's intentional, sort of. But, I, mean, um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, in at the beginning of Tasm 2, he's still a senior and he's graduating, so... Um, I think, I think that's an interesting, like, because, you know, Tasm 1 was, like, to test the waters and see how it goes. And then Tasm Go goes full swing. Ah, see what I did there? Full swing. Okay. Uh, let's move on. We're on note number 81. Sheesh, 38 of New York's finest against one. Fat oof. Uh, wait, um, how did Peter, so, so now Peter's at home now. And uh, Aunt May is worried. Wait, how did Peter get the black eye? He didn't get punched in the face, or maybe was it the bus? When he when he runs into the bus, I guess I don't. Know. Are, are the Bears Chicago? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Russell, you want to talk about this? This is black. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. A little contrived, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Excuse me, everyone. Uh, okay. Quote. Secrets have a cost. They're not free. Not now, not ever. Just wanted to write that. Just wanted to mention that quote. Um, Freddy grows his... Uh, Fre- uh, yeah, Freddy the, Freddy the cute mouse grows his four legs. His fourth leg, sorry. Uh, and Rata... Uh, Rata, sorry. I'm Indian. I'm supposed to pronounce that right. Uh, is getting impatient, threatening Connors by saying he will do him in trials on those at the veterans hospital. So uh, Gwen asks Peter if he likes Branzino and he shows up at on her fire escape. Gosh, these notes are hilarious. Um, of course, they Why are. Why did he show up on the fire escape? I don't understand. <laughs> it's really frustrating for me. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Well, go to her front door, you idiot. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's spotting me. Anyway. He doesn't want to get police chief. Well, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even, he doesn't even know yeah, that he's the police chief. 
Oh, not at this point. No. Uh, first time he comes to her house, he's, he, she doesn't even know he's Spider Man. Maybe he wanted to. Maybe he wanted to surprise her. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I mean, look. To be fair, to be fair, web swinging does seem to be more, more, a more quicker travel option, reversal option. So. It's New York. Come on. Okay, let's move on. This is such a small thing. Um, the shot. Okay, so the shot of Connors raising his arm along the glass, seeing the reflection as if he has both arms, is fantastic. Uh, so uh, Connor decides to do the algorithm on himself. Uh, Peter pulling out the broken flowers and hiding his face behind them is adorable. Uh, I know it's nice to wear a suit for a dinner, but in this situation, was it necessary? I know he doesn't wear it, but, like, Gwen is like, oh, you're gonna, gonna wear that? And so, but then it's real, then it's revealed that, uh, uh, in the film, it's, at this point, it's revealed that cap, the cap, the, his, her father is, uh, the captain. So. Diego. Fuck. I'm sorry? Cut out. I said Diego from Ice Age. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Dennis Leary plays a role in Ice Age. There you have it. Uh, who doesn't like Branzino? Uh, I I like that the rip. I like that the rip. Sorry. What? They talk about Branzino too much. Yeah. I, there was, like, I, you know what? Actually, no. I'm on the opposite. I'm on the opposite. I feel like there was, there wasn't enough talk about Branzino. Anyways, uh, I like that the reptile skin is like a cast. Also, I like, I love the the detail of where he touches the light bulb to see if there's a, a burning sensation in the hand. Yeah, his his new hand looks gross. <laughs> it does, but I mean, it's not supposed to be an actual hand, so you know, it doesn't really. Um, this movie is like a surprise amount of like body horror. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, although this scene makes sense, uh, I would have preferred an argument scene between Peter and JJJ other than, instead of uh, Peter and uh, Captain Stacy. That kind of made me uncomfortable. But I, it was, I feel like it was supposed to make me uncomfortable. But at the same time, I was like, it's not cringe or anything. I don't have a problem with it. It's just like, I feel like uncomfortable. Like, oh gosh, this is so tense. If that makes any sense. Uh, okay. I guess no one has anything to say. The rooftop scene is awkward, romantic, and hilarious. Moving on. Uh, now that I think about it, and I know it's not a big deal, but he jumped off that building, but then we cut to the bridge. He had to go back to Gwen's room for his bag. What if the window was locked? Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I like that he could have went after. So we're on the bridge, and uh, he's he he's in his outfit now. He's now in the suit. Uh, I like that he could have went after Lizard, but he slowly, but he's slowly becoming a hero. So he went for the man's kid. Now, I had a big smile through the entire scene where he gives the kid the mask. And tells him it'll make him strong so he can get out. And then he sees the father and the son reunited. Uh, I love that this is what motivates him to become Spider-Man for good and not revenge. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I really like this because, like, it shows that Spider-Man is like, he's not, he's not, a, like, some big 
man superhero. He's he's just a kid. He he's he's a kid with Spider Man powers, and like he's just doing what he thinks is right. So I think that is like a really great moment for the character uh, in these films. Yeah, I really like that scene too. So uh, okay, so now we're now we cut to uh, Connors in the sewers. Uh, once again, some of these notes are just like what I what I'm thinking at the moment. It's not an actual like oh, there's an actual answer to this. But uh, where did he? Where did Connors find the cloth or the clothes to wrap himself? The sewers. That's the a, dirty, dirty man. Okay. It, uh, Kirk Connors is a dirty man. You heard it here first, folks. Um. God, Andrew's too fucking cute. When is this? Is this when? I can't remember. Okay. But, Sussy Fate? Uh, hey, I have no shame. I think Andrew Andrew Garfield is very adorable. I don't... Andrew Garfield is a cutie, though. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, God, I don't know if I want to say this. No. Uh, quote, I really liked kissing you. Okay. Now, as a bit of an awkward person myself, like... <laughs> Back in the day, this is exactly something I would have said. I know it sounds like I'm doing a lot to defend Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but this is just honestly, this is how I feel. If someone has has any disagreements with me. No? Wow, okay. I was really expecting you to disagree with me, John. Okay. Um. Uh, okay, so he catches the football, throws it at the... Uh, throws it back, putting a dent in the in the in the football team it's so funny it's just like just like yeet anyways uh so uh freddy's uh no longer adorable he's a fucking lizard mouse now oh and he ate wilma so uh yeah wait why are you calling him because that's the name of the mouse freddy oh that's right the mouse's name is freddy i thought you were talking about Uh, I thought we were farther in the movie. Oh. Because we've been talking for an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, we're getting close. Though. We're getting close. That's what she said. Anyways, uh, Daily Bugle is referenced. Uh, you see Peter shows his hands as he rapples down. Uh, uh, Russell knows what I'm talking about because he goes like this. And you actually see his hands the web coming out of the web shooters. Not his hands. Not his wrist. The web shooters. There we go. Okay. Okay, so now he's just playing a game. We got his... there eventually. Yeah, we got there eventually. Ah, uh, he's just playing a game on his phone while he waits. Uh, okay. Oh, Connor's ruined his shot at getting some money. What? I have no idea why I. I, I will say because I think you're in the right area of this scene. Uh, I think it's like actually kind of funny that he like sets up this huge web to find out where the lizard is. I think maybe is that not where we are? Oh, well, no, we are at that. Okay, I, I understand why I said this. So this is after the fight scene between Lizard and Spidey. Uh, okay. oh, Connor's ruined his shot at getting some money. I'm talking about Connor's ruining Peter's shot at getting some money for the Daily Bugle. Because he's trying to get a picture, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... All right, she can't have Coco because she has cramps. Now, I was a teenager once. I'm talking about Gwen Stacy, of course, because now Peter's in Gwen's room and uh, uh, Captain Stacy is walking towards the room and asking her about Coco. Uh, so she can't have Coco because she has cramps. Now, I was a teenager, teenager once. I had cramps too. And as a Coco lover, that's just simply bullshit. <laughs> I, I think it's different kinds of cramps. 
foods a day. That's still not an excuse. I don't give a shit, okay? Hot cocoa uh, liver. I mean, I think uh, your crabs okay. are a lot less than a woman's crab. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, look, I like the scene. It's good. However, Peter, okay, Peter being horny for the first half wasn't very entertaining for me because of the fact that Gwen later on tells him that she's worried of losing him. So that's the one part where I'm like, oh, this is a bit much. And, of course, as soon as I say that, Sean Restivo freezes, and now he's back. Honestly, I might need to go soon. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up very soon. So let me just get through this. So, um, Peter has to stop Lizard because he created him. He gave him an equation. He now he realizes why his father kept it a secret. I just want to leave this note here for Spider Man Far From Home. Russell and Sean, if you know, if you know, you know. Uh. So, after learning Peter's uh, Spider-Man, or, yeah, Peter's Spider-Man, uh, Kurt uh, Connors goes to Midtown High. The entire hallway fight scene, in a bit of insider insider uh, information, this, this entire hallway fight scene is CG, and it looks so fucking good. Um, uh, so, you don't want to talk? He webs him, webs his face. His line delivery of That's Disgusting is... Fantastic. Gwen hits Lizard with a trophy, and as he's about to attack, Spidey stops his hand, crawls around him like a spider, trapping him with the James Horner score. This is another one of many scenes that I enjoy watching on repeat. Uh, and, uh, and then well, he says... Well, quickly, quickly going back, because we did skip it, what Sean was mentioning with the webs shooting out into the sewers in all directions. Yes, yes, yes. I thought that was a good scene, because it's like a clever usage of his tools mm -hmm, that's yeah. something we haven't seen before and it's like an actual spider how oh, yeah. things are based on the, the stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. don't worry sean we're, we're, we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get through this as quick as possible don't worry don't worry um but yeah no i i most definitely agree i think the web the web uh thing was really cool and i think it makes sense uh uh, now he says, I'm gonna throw you out the window now. It's, it's hilarious, but later on, you know, it's that, uh, it's that, uh, Bob Parr meme. You know, when he's, when he's, like, smiling, he's in full color, and then the next one is, like, just completely blacked out. So, uh, anyways, uh, this is one of my favorite lines. Uh-oh, somebody's been a bad lizard. And then fight goes into the library where a Stanley cameo appears to consist of, uh, classical music playing over headphones. I think this is the best Stanley cameo, honestly. Oh, really? You don't think the uh, Tony Stank isn't the best one? <laughs> Tony Stank. I think I think this one is the first Stanley cameo that. I Whoa! This is pretty cool because it's just Stanley walking around while like two CGI monsters fighting each other. Not monsters, but like a big CGI monster and a smaller. I think CGI. Model of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> CG. That, that's CG until we cut to the shot of him getting thrown at the bookshop. It's a fun scene. It's funny. Yeah. Um. It's like kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. in, even though this sort of scene, I don't know if it was like if media was oversaturated with this type of scene before this movie, but it certainly is now. But like, it's kind of creative. It's kind of fun. It's more than just Stanley showing up. Oh Stanley. my god. Ru Sean and Russell, I have to interrupt you. We now have Cassie in the live chat saying, I will weigh in. Hot chocolate is good for a woman's cramp. Boom in your face, get wrecked, Sean. Okay. Well. Well, she said she didn't want it. 
You, you don't you don't mess with but that's a bad excuse could have come up with a better excuse could have come up with a better excuse Oh, I'm having allergies. Oh, could have said anything else, but cramps. That's just lazy writing. Okay, moving on All I'm saying is you don't mess with a woman that cramps. Uh, I, I understand that but still anyways um Okay, I know that everyone has evacuated, but what if Pete, what if someone saw Peter without his mask on? I'm just saying. One, sorry. One second. By the way, we're on note 118, so we are getting close to it, so don't worry. I'm going to get through this very quickly. By the way, if it's uh, not obvious, I actually really like this movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so I was, uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a small note. I know that everyone has evacuated, but what if someone saw Peter without his mask on? Just saying. Jacob, stop! Jacob, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let me sing my Jesus songs. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna skip that note. I'm just gonna skip that note. Uh, let's get. Jacob, Satasa, shut up. There's no noise. I'm eating pasta. <laughs> okay, uh, so Peter tells Gwen to go to Oscorp to create an antidote and it turns out that lizard is going to Oscorp to use the Ganali device to spread the lizard serum. How convenient. Uh, green gas. A lot of uh, Sam Raimi fans would have thought that uh, that was a performance enhancer, but both are bad, so it's cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so... Uh, yeah, uh, Gwen is just so fucking badass in this movie. Uh, also, Peter says, Mother Hubbard. <laughs> Literally what it says in the subtitles, Mother Hubbard. And according to Autocorrect, Hubbard is an actual word. Hmm, what do you know? Uh, okay, so, so on his way to Oscorp, he gets shot down by a taser bullet. Let's see. Um, oh! he, yeah, he's down. He is handcuffed. Thank you. He is handcuffed and is then unmasked. It is then revealed to Captain Stacy that Peter is Spider-Man, but he makes sure no one no one uh, else can see him. Uh, as he leaves, he gets shot in the leg, and uh, you can see that he's in pain and is struggling to run. So now Lizard is at Oscorp, and uh, we get a somewhat scary scene that I actually like. Uh, it's mainly the music and the jump scare that I seem to enjoy. Also, good work making sure Lizard doesn't find the antidote, Gwen. Um, so, the father from the bridge... You're a real MVP. Yep. Uh, so, so, the father from the bridge uh, sees that Spidey can't make it without help, so he calls his worker buddies to get the cranes up. <laughs> There's that American flag shot, ag shot again, Russell. Gotta have the American flag. Bro. Yeah, gotta have the American flag. Spider-Man's yeah, an American hero. Of course, that changes in uh, Far From Home, but anyways. Uh, the entire scene of him swinging via cranes just puts a smile on my face. Uh, so listen- What I want to say here, what I want to say here. Go ahead. So, basically, in the original Spider-Man, they had this whole 9-11 thing where they're just like, the new, like, all of New York rises up to help Spider-Man. They're like, yeah, yeah, this is New York, buddy. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And it's like super cringy and I hate it. But this one I really like because like it's like they do the whole like New York rises up or at least blue collar New York rises up to help Spider-Man just by like messing with the crane so he can swing to fight the lizard. Which so I think that's a lot better because it's not just a bunch of like burly New Yorkers yelling about how Green Goblin's a bitch. But 
Um, it, it's just like it's it's like there's less dialogue. It's more action, so I like it. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. We're getting close to the end, by the way. So I I, I want to get through this. Uh, so so Peter gets to Oscorp, and Lizard talks about uh, you know, him having no father, no uncle. And uh, I have to say, man, Lizard is a real asshole here. Uh, oh, hey, Connor saved Peter, I guess. So this is just go just skipping a lot of the fight scene. But uh, oh, hey, uh, Connor saved Peter, I guess. The Anna really worked. He's no longer an asshole. Uh, though he ha though he has a valid reason to say that having Peter promise to stay away from Gwen was cold in my opinion, basically a PG thirteen cockblock. But anyways, <laughs> uh. Okay, okay, okay. All seriousness, though. Andrew screaming at the side of Captain Stacy dying hits heavy. Him, like, you know. Yeah, it's okay. Better than any. <laughs> Sean, you came kind of out. Come on, bud. Better than oh every Tobey Maguire. All right, there you go. There you Pricing. go. There you go. Okay, there you go. You, you heard it first. Uh, okay, so Peter. Our scenes are certainly have value because of how funny they are, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Peter ghosts Gwen. Uh, Aunt May says he's a good person. Cock block unblocked. Uh, Flash and Peter are now friends, and I like that. Uh, final sequence, and then uh, we just skip uh, all the way to the final sequence of Spidey swinging with that score. It gives me chills and tears at the same time every time. And, uh, oh boy, there's an end credit scene that just makes me sad knowing that it ended with two films. And now I'm going to get to my, uh, overall thoughts, but I want to, I want to start with Sean because I know that Sean has to, has to go. So what's your overall, overall thoughts of uh, TASM 1? So I'm going to, I'm going to rank all, actually, I'll rank TASM 2 as well, okay. just because I probably won't be able to talk about it. Okay. But, um, so my ranking for the films we've covered so far Spider-Man 2, this one, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Wow. Okay. And so I, I really like this one. I think it's a lot. I, I, I can get down more with the, like, the more edgy, more modern um, con composition of it all. Like, the story, I think, is a lot more relatable. It's more, more ground to earth than the, uh, than the originals. Um. That being said, uh, I think the second one ruins everything, and I really don't like the second one. Um, but this one, I really like it. I think it's, I think it's great, and I think um, I'm really sad that they weren't able to continue it because of the bad, awful, horrible second one. But I'm glad that uh, Jamie Foxx is Wait, going to be actual Electro and not Blue Alien Man. Yeah. No, there you go. There you go. Um, Russell, uh, let's move on to you. Um, I think this movie's okay. I'm not a tremendous fan of it. Okay. I mean, like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies are the ones that I grew up with, and then the Tom Holland ones are the ones that I have experienced as, like, a mature fan, I guess. Mm -hmm. So these movies always have fallen kind of to the wayside for me. Right. I've never been, a, like, a tremendous fan of them. And rewatching them, it's like, it's all right. I, but I think a lot of, I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of discourse online, like, uh, remembers this 
more fondly than it actually is. Not saying that that's you, Sean. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of the flaws of this movie are just forgotten, especially when comparing it to like MCU Spider-Man. Um, if I'm being honest, you said you grew up with the original three. I didn't watch those until after I saw the amazing Spider-Man one and two. So this was my first Spider-Man movie. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I guess it's just a matter of like <laughs> what you watched first. I mean, um, well, that's, what, yeah. that's what's interesting though is, and I'm going to get into my full, like my full review review. But the thing is that I, I grew up with the, the Sam Raimi trilogy. I grew up with, the Amazing Spider-Man duology, and I also have seen the uh, John Watts Spider-Man movies. And in all honesty, if I'm going to be brutally honest here, my personal preference, I'm not saying, because the thing is, I love all these movies. It really doesn't matter. If you come to me and you're like, hey, let's watch Spider-Man 3, I'm going to be like, cool, let's watch it. Because I, I love these movies. It's Spider-Man. If I get... I'll take whatever Spider-Man content I can get, right? And so... um. I will have to say the while Sean is here, I don't think the Amazing Spider-Man Two is as it's not worse than it's not bad as uh, Spider-Man Three. Spider-Man Three is, is is in terms of preference, it's it's just at the very bottom for me. However, if you ask me, like, oh, do you want to watch Spider-Man Three? I'm like, okay, sure, let's watch Spider-Man Three. But other than that, uh, I I really like the Tasman films for like what they are and uh, how grand they are. But let me get in my written thing here. So well, uh, let me say my thing real. Well, let yeah. me just uh, add to that thought. I also have something to add. Okay. I, I think I think Amazing Spider-Man Two is the worst one, by a very large margin. <laughs> Spider-Man Three is a lot better than that movie. Yeah, and I agree. And my thing is, is that is, uh, Tasm Two tried to do the same thing as Spider-Man, without emo Spider-Man, and that was essentially all that they. Did. There was no emo Spider. -Man. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Gosh, you see, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was gonna Somehow happen. Somehow that made it worse, though. Mm. <laughs> Emo Spider-Man elevates Spider-Man 3. But that's the thing, heights. though. If you're watching it as an actual Spider-Man movie, it's not great. But if you're watching it as a comedy, then sure, I think it's a great comedy movie. When you I think, think about Tasm 2, you think about Tasm 2, though, and, like, it's not extremely comedic as, as Spider-Man 3 because Spider-Man 3, for me, was almost always cringe. But I still loved True. it. And then Tasm 2 was more tolerable. And, like, it had more, like, important story beats. Other than, you know, M like, MJ is, like, completely just being... Just... How do I put this lightly? She she's cheating on Peter. She's doing stupid shit in that movie. While Gwen actually has fucking value in Tasm 2. And so that's why I like Tasm 2 over uh, Spider-Man 3. They kind of ruined Gwen. Amazing yeah. mm. Kinda. I mean, and you guys can get more into when I'm gone, but yeah, yeah essentially what I feel doesn't work about Spider-Man 2 is the the two villains aren't de well developed at all. Right. Like, I mean, Electro has a little bit of development, but his development falls to, oh, he was nice to me once, and now he's not nice to me now. I'm going to kill him. And it's like, okay, cool. And he also doesn't look like Electro. Isn't, isn't, the, isn't he supposed to be like Ultimate Electro, I think? In the comics, I think? I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm not, not super... But 
Mm. Um, you can't do ultimate electro before. A yeah. Like, um, but and then with Green Goblin, like I know he's set up and he has the same exact arc as Electro, where it's just like, yeah, we were friends, but now he won't help me, so I'm going to be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him, and it's just like, oh, okay. And then Rhino just shows up, at the and then it's like they're too busy trying to set up the next movie and make with rather than making this movie. Also. I think it was a bad choice to kill Gwen at the end, but that's just me. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to get to that, folks, but let me get into my written re re review review. So, oh boy, I didn't expect to end up with over 100 notes, but here I am at 2.20 a.m., only eight hours away from watching Tasm 2. Look, I love all the Spider-Man movies due to the fact that they are all Spider-Man. Each iteration is special in their own right. Now... Since uh, most of what I wrote about the wrote for uh, Tasm was good notes, I should I should then I sh I should then step out and be brutally honest for a moment. I really like Tasm like a lot. I already talked about the acting, the cinematography, the CG, the the score, the humor, the manness, the Spider Manness. Uh, it just makes no sense that he's the worst Peter Parker. Uh, this is how a teenager acts. Look, I truly believe that they learned from any, from most of the mistakes that they made. Uh, the most of the mistakes Sony made from the Sam Raimi films and made it so much better here. Not to say that they're bad in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Russell and I pointed this out that we love these movies. We love, uh, the Sam Raimi movies, even three. So that's my review review for Tasm. Uh, this will be a fun episode considering there's only two films we're going to be talking about. And... Oh, and uh, I've got finals coming up, so I'm slightly panicking. But anyways, I'm interested to see Tazen 2 because from what I remember, I really enjoyed that movie. So that'll be an interesting episode. And speaking of that interesting episode, that's where we're going to wrap it up. For any of you who are watching this at home or after the fact, uh, you can just go ahead and just jump right into the second episode where we're going to be talking about Tazen 2. But if you enjoyed this episode of uh, Film of Today's Spider-Man Review Review, um, uh, maybe, uh, check out my, uh, check out the other episodes, uh, if you haven't. But anyways, uh, I'm gonna cut it short because I'm actually really hungry and Sean has to go and I have to set up things and, uh, Russell has to, has to do something. I won't get into funny business. Happy but anyways, I'll yeah, just say it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll say it, Russell. I'll say it. Yeah. Russell has to pee guys. Anyways, 10 minutes for those afterwards. Let's go to the next episode. We will see you all later. Bye-bye. Sean, thank you so much for being here, by the way. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will, uh, we will see you all when we see you all in the next one. Bye-bye, everybody.